Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about how to set new energetic minimums and maximums. So with all the content that I publish, which I publish a decent amount, you know, it's getting better each and every day. Um, I publish a bot, the podcast, the podcast, I publish a blog. So I have a lot of content out there. And basically, if you look at the trend of all of the content I've published, it's all about up leveling. Well, I'm going to be talking about a topic today that is going to be shaping basically the next decade of my life. So like no pressure, right? But here's the story behind the story. So with me always focusing on up-leveling my life and looking for examples out there that I think are good and I'd like to mimic and grow with, one of the things I found out is other countries, not only do they have bigger and stronger philosophies when it comes to setting goals, but there's other countries out there that have like decade-long goals. And it's like conversations and it's part of their culture to have a decade-long goal. And when I heard that, I thought it was fascinating. I was like, holy shiznit, what type of goal would you have that it was so expansive and it was so deep that you could literally work on it for a decade. You know, obviously there's people that have like maybe a talent or a music career or something like that where it's something you can grow on. But to have a like personal development, for lack of a better word to use, like a personal development goal to use and grow with for a decade just blew my mind. So when this topic came up, setting new energetic minimums and maximums of like, oh, that's it. That's my decade-long goal. I've spent the first decade, my 20s basically, focusing on just being aware of up-leveling, looking at what that means, looking at the things I wanted to grow, and I've grown into a person that, you know, I wish I could go back and tell my 15-year-old self, but like I've grown into a person I'm very comfortable with. So to take that and take you along with the ride to the next level of that, you know, up-leveling the up-leveling, it is focusing on energetic minimums and maximums. So As always, today's podcast, I'm going to go into what that actually is, how I'm implementing it in my life, and then you'll have journal prompts near the end of what you can do to implement it in your own life. So, you know, suspend suspend belief for a little bit and just run with this one on with me just because I think it's a really great topic that can really open your eyes up to something that you just wouldn't expect otherwise. So let me dive right in. Basically... Let's start with the definitions. That's my air quotes. It's like my air quote voice definitions. So let's start with the definitions of what an energetic minimum and maximum is. So an energetic minimum is the minimum you are willing to put up with in a certain scenario. So it could be money. It could be relationship. It could be um, cleanliness. I mean, like in regards to like your home, it could be appearances, it could be a status, it could be how people treat you, it could be the relationships you have in your your life, it could be how much Netflixing you do, you, you get the point. It's the minimum you are willing to put up with in your life. So energetic maximums is that that growth edge, that curve of what you're always striving for. And when it comes to energetic maximums, Most people are always focusing on that maximum, but they never focus on the minimum. So the energetic maximum 
is basically like what we're all striving for. So if, let me use an example I was thinking of when I was writing this up. So an energetic maximum, here's a big example. You start out working when you're a teenager, for example. Maybe you start out making 200 bucks a week. And then from there you start making, you know, you grow over time and over your career. You go from 200 bucks a week to 300, then maybe 400, then 500, then 700. And then you, you know, a couple years or a decade down the road, boom, you're making a thousand bucks a week, right? So you've grown to that energetic maximum. So the energetic maximum is your $1,000. Now, let's say something happens to the company you're working at and you lose your job. No fault of your own, but the company goes out of business and boom, you have no more job. So there goes that $1,000 a week paycheck. What your energetic minimum would be in this scenario, excluding the job market and the labor and having an economy crash, like excluding that crap, right? Your energetic minimum is what you are willing to put up with when you accept your next job. So let's give some practical examples of things that are in your control so this makes sense. Your energetic minimum is going to be what you accept. So are you going to apply for jobs that only make 400 bucks a week because that's all you feel you're worth? Are you going to negotiate for that better salary when you go for an interview? Are you going to apply for jobs that basically put you back at where you would you you were anyway? That's what you're that's the best way I can try and explain what you're willing to put up with. So if you went out and then two days later applied for only jobs that would pay you $500 a week and you settled again and you didn't go for those jobs that were there that you could apply for that would make you $1,000 a week, that's your energetic minimum. So your minimum's the 500, your maximum's the 1,000. And then it kind of, you have this floating buffer in between. Well, over time, over time of up-leveling, your energetic maximums always get raised. Most of the time people are trying to improve themselves or people that are good and that listen to this podcast, trying to improve themselves, trying to grow, trying to become that better person, trying to become more enlightened, yada, 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 right? But we never were made aware of our energetic minimums. And if we are, we're not aware of it on a super conscious level to where we can clean that up and we can raise our energetic minimums. So going back to that example of the the pay, right? So person A or girl A, let's call her Lucy. She has lost her job. You've got, let me, let me rephrase. You've got Lucy and you've got Debbie. They both were making a thousand dollars a week. And then that company went out of business, right? So Lucy person A is going to say, well, you know what? Screw it. I am worth that thousand dollars a week. I'm only going to apply or negotiate or damn near accept any jobs that make me a thousand dollars a week. That's what I am worth. I am confident. I know my skills are worth it. I've done it before. I can do it again. Easy peasy. If that means I have to apply to 200 jobs to get there, well, hot damn, that's what I'm going to do because that is what I'm worth. That is her saying her energetic minimum is a thousand dollars a week. It could be the same number. Your minimums and maximums over time can be that same number, but over time they grow. So Deb, I think it was Debbie. Debbie, well, let's go with Debbie. Debbie, person B, she is like, well, you know, I just lost my job and it was $1,000 a week and that was great money, but I don't know that I can pull that off again. So, you know, the, the job market is just tough. It's always tough. It's always going to be tough. And 
screw it. Let me just go ahead and apply to whatever I can get. And whatever I get, you know, if I can't, I'll negotiate. But whatever I make, I make. It is what it is. So if I make $600 a week or $500 a week, well, at least it's money in the bank. And, you know, maybe down the road, I'll go for that $1,000 a week job again. So that's her energetic minimum. So Debbie's energetic minimum is between five and 600 bucks a week, if you can kind of follow along with the example. So again, this is going back into a quote unquote perfect world and there's not some crazy economic crash or there's physically no jobs out there. But that being said, I don't know, part of it's a little bit of the woo. And part of it is a little bit of practicality. Practicality meaning that Lucy, person A, she said screw it. She knows that she's worth $1,000 a week and she's only going to focus on applying to jobs that can help her hit that $1,000 a week. So maybe she gets the next job and she's making 900 a week, but she negotiated or 800, let's say she's making 800 bucks a week, right? But she negotiated a commission because she knows her skills are so good that she can still hit that $1,000 a week with commission versus Debbie doesn't believe in herself, doesn't believe in her skills, doesn't believe she's worthy of that $1,000 a week. She just stumbled into it by luck, regardless of all the hard work she would have done to have had to have gotten there and sustained it. She if she even gets the same opportunity, she's not going to negotiate to try and get a commission to make her back to that thousand. She's not going to put herself, she's not going to put herself in a position to hit that thousand dollar mark again, because she doesn't believe she's worth it. So a lot of the themes of my podcast is having the confidence to know of what you're worthy of and what you are willing to accept. So this is kind of the, you know, taking away the smoke screen around that and saying, Hey, what your worth what your worth is and what you're willing to accept that's your energetic minimums and maximums so i'm going to step away from the money example and i'm going to give you another example and it is relationships so relationships you might not think is an energetic minimum and maximum but basically i I guarantee you, if you threw a topic at me in your life, I could say, you know what, here's your energetic minimum, here's your energetic maximum, you know, give me 10 minutes of talking with you. I can pick it out like a bloodhound. I've made it a a thing that I'm going to be focusing on for the next decade. So if I'm focusing on this for the next decade, I want to become a master at this. I want to be able to listen to a conversation and say, boom, there's our minimum, boom, there's a maximum, this is their belief system, yada, 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 and run with it. And I want to, in that process of becoming something that I am mastering, I want it to up-level myself so that as I go up this train of up-leveling, I don't go back down. It's only an upward climb, if that can make sense. So let's go back into the relationships. Relationship energetic minimum. Let's go with Lucy. So Lucy has a friend that treats her like shit. Let's be honest. And she's like, you know what? Well, it's, it's really hard because I only have a handful of friends and, you know, I guess I can just put up with one that really just treats me like shit. You know, she's just more needier than I am. And, you know, I know we never really talk about any of the stuff that's really bothering me or hurts. And she's always just kind of relying on me and maybe, you know, using me a little bit to kind of go out to eat all the time because she knows I'll pay. But that's okay. I've got a, four other really great friends. So I guess having one bad friend or one usy type of friend isn't that big of a deal. Lucy's energetic minimum is having one shitty friend that's going to take advantage of her. <laughs> 
and her energetic maximum is having four really great friends that treat her literally completely differently. Where Debbie, let's give Debbie some redemption. <laughs> Debbie is going to say, you know what? I have had that friend for the past five years that just kind of treats me like shit. She doesn't really care about what I think. It seems to be the past year or so she's been using me because every time she vents, I magically feel bad for her and I take her out to Panera or I treat her to this or I treat her to that. And it's like, God, I feel like I'm just treating her to a bunch of stuff. And that's what the friendship is, man. This is bullshit. Let me talk to her. And if she's not willing to kind of get this relationship and this friendship back on track to where we are both kind of a 60-40 back and flow versus a 90-10, well, then screw it. I don't need a shitty friend in my life. I've got five other great friends. So I'm going to just keep it to five badass friends and no shitty friends. There is no room for shitty friends in my life anymore. Again, Debbie's energetic minimum in that statement of me making it up is zero shitty friends. She just walks herself through. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. I am conscious of how this is bullshit. So therefore I'm going to set and you could hear it. If you replay it a little bit, you could hear me quote unquote set and I'm using air quotes, the intention to have no more shitty friends and to have five badass friends. At any given time, there's only room for five badass friends and zero shitty friends. So that's Debbie's energetic minimum and maximum. Now, when I bring this topic up with my girlfriends and we talk about it, or we even go over my own energetic minimums and maximums, you know, don't feel bad because you are probably not aware at least consciously, of what your energetic minimums and maximums are. So at the end of this episode, that's what the journal prompts are going to be. They're going to be a bunch of different categories in your life where you can start to ask yourself those questions. What is the minimum I'm willing to put up with? And what is it the maximum if, you know, I had a magic wand and I, you know, kind of cinderella you, that's the maximum of what you would get in that category. So that is finances. That is relationships but there's always something else. There's always a room. There's always room for growth. So the next one could be your relationship with your spouse. It could be the relationship you have with your body. It could be a bunch of different things that you are either not aware of, or you're like, you know what? I am no longer willing to put up with crap. Here's where I'm going to grow. And I'm going to go ahead and give you some examples of how to take that and how to discover it and how to grow. So as promised, here is some examples or some questions you can use to ask yourself to find out where your own energetic minimums and maximums are. So again, I'll have a bunch of different categories at the end of the episode, but I've gone over finances and I've gone over an example of relationships. And you may be thinking, well, Margaret, cool, this is a great topic and I can kind of understand why you'd be willing to dedicate a decade of your life to it. It sounds pretty you know, intense and there's room to grow, but life isn't that cookie cutter clear, you know, life isn't always that simple and that easy. And how in God's creation am I supposed to even know what my energetic minimum is? Well, there's always a tell. So one of my favorite TV shows that I watch obsessively, even though it's off the air is lie to me. And the reason why I'm obsessed with the show lie to me, it's on Hulu at the time of this recording is basically because no matter what we do, 
our body is always telling the truth. Biologically, our bodies have not... Like, even though our minds can lie and our words can lie, our body cannot physically lie. So I find, again, that concept fascinating. So basically, in your own life, what I'm trying to say is there's no way for you to... Con- what well, you can consciously lie to yourself, but subconsciously you can't lie to yourself. And that's how you find out what your minimum is. And then your maximum is if I came out with a magic wand and said, boop, here you go. You're allowed to get whatever you want. That's your maximum. So an example, a tangible example of what an energetic minimum is, is again, I always go back to the minimum you're willing to put up with, but sometimes it's, you know, let's say, Let's say you have a customer screaming at you. They are trying to get something for free. You know they're trying to pull one over on you. You know that it's a bunch of bullshit. They don't have any validity in the situation. But they're just trying to get one over on you, right? Your energetic minimum is going to be how you respond to that. So your energetic minimum could be to scream right back at at them. Not the most appropriate thing, but it is what it is. Your energetic minimum could be to feel afraid because you don't like people yelling at you. Your energetic minimum could be to try and defuse a situation. Your energetic minimum could be to say, hey, hold on, I'm going to get someone else that you can scream at instead of screaming at me. It's, again, going back to the minimum you're willing to put up with. So that person that's on the other side of the desk, the counter, the phone, that is screaming at you, how do you handle that? That's your minimum you're willing to put up with because normally our minimums come... When we are dealing with kind of a shitty situation, our minimums are not necessarily always, you know, the most awesomest experiences ever. That's normally our maximums. So a maximum in that example could be, you know, a customer loves you so much. How do you get that praise to you, to your boss? Do you have them write a Google review if it's appropriate? Do they write a letter of recommendation? Do they call your boss? Like, how do you get that praise to your boss? That could be an example of an energetic maximum. Another one um, could be, let's say, trying to pick another vague one to kind of walk you through it. So it could be you're out with a bunch of girlfriends or guy friends, but majority of the people that listen to this podcast are women. So let's go with the girlfriends. You're out with a bunch of your besties and there are a ton of people that, well, a ton of people out of the group that are talking shit about someone. You feel kind of gross because you're like, ugh. I don't like to do this. This is not cool. Like I wouldn't want them talking to me or talking about me like this. So why am I going to talk about someone else? That's your energetic minimum. How you participate in that conversation is your energetic minimum. Do you get up and leave? Do you tell them, hey, that's not cool. Shut the fuck up. Do you tell them, hey, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, why are you trash talking the person that's not here? Do you go along with it? Like the, the, how you react primally for lack of a better word in a crappy scenario is your energetic minimum. Your energetic maximum in that scenario could be to be like, wow, that's really rude of you. If you guys don't shut up, I'm going to leave. It could be, hey, are you okay with saying this in front of them? Because I'll call them. Hey, calling, you know, it could be calling them on their shit and say, hey, wow, if you're willing to talk about this person and they're not here, what do you say about me when I'm not here? Again, that's your maximum. Like what, again, it's a higher end level of what you're willing to put up with. So another, again, because I'm trying to give you lots of examples to show that this is in all areas of your life, not just in your finances and not just in relationships. So let me give you with another one with how you spend your time. So your energetic 
minimums, again, minimums is normally like the bad crappy area, maximums is the high area. So your energetic minimum with how you spend your time could be how overwhelmed you let your schedule get. So do you let your schedule become super crazy and you're booked six out of the seven nights a week where you have to go somewhere and do something? Are you, you know, a person that constantly just says yes to every single thing, even though you know you hate it and your calendar is kind of full? Do you even look at your calendar? Do you coordinate any of this stuff? Do you double book yourself? Do you triple book yourself? Do you book yourself to stuff and say yes to stuff, even though you know you're probably going to be tired and you should be recuperating instead? That's your energetic minimum when it comes to your time, because this is the minimum you're willing to put up with, because in a sense, you're saying, well, I'm not worthy of all of this downtime, so let me burn myself out. Your energetic maximum would be on the other sense in this scenario, saying, you know what? I know that I have to travel for work, and after I travel for work, I'm normally super exhausted. So the day after travel, I'm going to have a home-cooked meal. Or maybe I'm going to have like a badass frozen meal because I don't even want to cook, but I'm going to stay home. I'm going to cook myself a good meal. I'm going to have a nice cup of tea or a glass of wine or something like that to kind of, you know, celebrate that I'm home and I'm relaxing. I'm going to watch an episode or two of Netflix and then I'm going to go to bed early. So that would be your energetic maximum in regards to your time and using that example of traveling for work because you know that you are worthy of coming home, recuperating, so that the next day you've got that 100 units of energy and that you can show up on your A-game. So minimums, maximums, the different examples I'm going over, a lot of it does come back to worthiness. And again, you know, the personal development world is pretty badass in the sense that it's constantly teaching us to grow. But if we're not cleaning up our minimums, you're going to grow and you're going to grow and you're going to grow and you're going to grow. But the first time something really shitty happens, your old energetic minimums are going to boom, kick right in. The first time you lose that really awesome high paying job, boom, you're going to go back to your minimums because you don't feel maybe that you were worthy of that high paying job. The first time you let someone treat you like shit, boom, you're going to go back to your minimums because you haven't cleaned that up yet. So when people have this growth chart, so if you think of it this way, people are going to have this growth chart and they're going to have like a graph where the graph is going from the bottom on the left to the top on the right and it zigzags up and up and up kind of like the stock market a little where it's got that like heartbeat type look but it's going up towards the right well your minimums are the bottom peaks and then your maximums are the top peaks what you want is something that's kind of crunched in a lack of for lack of a better word you're going to want something where your highs and your lows aren't too far off of each other yeah there's going to be a high and there's going to be a low but it's not some crazy swing it's not going to be like a high one day is you know top of the chart and then boom next day the bottom is the bottom of the chart that energetic swing is exhausting first off and second off it's really hard to manage in your life because if you have some really amazing highs but you also have some pretty epic lows well, those epic lows are going to wipe you out over time because your median, oh my God, this sounds so dorky, but the median of your life is going to balance out to like a lower level middle. And there's no point of that. You're spending all of this hard time and energy and work and effort and growth and development trying to make sure that your up is actually up, not plateauing. So 
That's the other thing too with this. Your energetic minimums are going to start to cancel out your energetic maximums. So if you have a maximum of a 10, but your minimum is of a 10, you've gotten the growth of zero. Well, negative 10, but you know what I mean. You're going to have the growth of zero. So same thing when it comes to maybe relationships. You're going to have that one really shitty friend that is going to take out of you the amount of energy that those four other amazing amazing friends are putting back into you. So that is why I'm kind of harping on it a little bit, but you want to clean up those minimums. So a way to tell a minimum is something that you put up with, something that doesn't make you feel good, something that catches you off guard, something that if the shit hits the fan, this is going to happen. So if the shit hits the fan in your friendships, boom, this is going to happen. Whatever pops in your head, that's a minimum. So if you lose your job, boom, this is the type of job you would accept. That's a minimum. If you want, I don't know, to have free time at night, but you always overbook yourself, boom, that's a minimum. If you want to have a house that is really badass and clean, but you only clean one night a week, boom, that's a minimum. So it's all those things that you unconsciously let people do to you. Now, over time, as you become aware of what your minimums are, you can raise them. So raising your minimums, that's the fun part of all of this. Raising your minimums is a little, I want you to take baby steps. I don't want you to just go, boom, I'm going to raise my minimum. And no matter what, no one's going to ever be able to treat me shitty because that's not ultimately true. There's always going to be someone out there that's going to try and treat you like shit. It's how you handle it. So let's go with that as an example of raising our minimums. So let's go back to Debbie because Debbie was the one that was like, you know what? I'm never going to have a friend that treats me like shit anymore. I'm only going to have amazing friends and that's it. Well, if you go off that scenario, Debbie just set her new energetic minimum. No more shitty friends. So how do you apply that in the real world? Because you're like, probably, Margaret, this is awesome. How the fuck do I apply it? Well, here's how. You would go to said shitty friend and say, hey, I don't feel like we've really been connecting like we used to in the past. Hey, next time you want to go out to dinner, just let me know. We can meet up or maybe we stop going out for dinner and we go on walks instead and we can walk and we can catch up and we can just move on. Right. That person is going to be like, oh, okay. And because their free meal ride went away because that was the type of relationship you had, they're never going to call you or you know, if someone is treating you like shit or maybe talking behind you about your back or anything like that, you can be like, yo, that's not okay. Sometimes cleaning up your energetic minimums is just verbally stating what you're okay with. So if someone like that customer example, I was giving you a little bit earlier in the episode, you can say, Hey, I understand you're upset. I understand you're frustrated. I understand you want X, Y, and Z, but you were not allowed to talk to me that way. That's stating an energetic minimum. That's cleaning up that energetic minimum. That is you declaring to yourself, first and foremost, but also to the universe and also to the person that you're stating it to, this is how you're allowed to treat me. We all know that type of person out there that no matter what, no one really seems to fuck with them. Like, yeah, you know, people will gripe at them or get a little snappy, but there are those people that we all work with that just get the ever-living crap beat out of them verbally from someone in the company, whether it's a bad client or a bad boss. And then there's that person that like, no matter what, no one ever really fucks with them. Yeah, they'll get a little bit griped too, but the level of griping is nothing like that other person that gets the crap beat out of them verbally. 
So that is a person that has really high minimum standards. That's going back to Lucy in the first example that I used in the beginning of this episode, where she said, screw it, hell or high water, I'm going to make $1,000 a week. I know my skills are worth it. I know my talents are worth it. Even if I get a commission job, even if I have to negotiate, I'll still figure out how to make that $1,000 a week because my skills are worth it. So the underlying thing when you're cleaning up your minimums is truly, 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 truly believing you're worth it. Because if you don't believe you're worth it, that minimum is never going to change. You're going to change that maximum and you're going to grow it and you're going to grow it and it's going to be awesome. And then you're going to hit a a pothole and boom, you're going to sink down super far to that minimum. And you're going to have to climb that stupid ladder all the way back up again. And again, I know I love to mix metaphors on this, but I'm trying to make it very visual for you on a very auditory podcast. You know, it's going to be hard to keep rebuilding over and over and over again. And if you're doing that right now, the reason why you're rebuilding over and over again is because you have really high highs and really low lows. You're willing to put up with an extreme in your life. You know, you're willing to put up with amazing results and you're willing to get amazing responses, but you're also willing to get treated like shit and have everything taken away from you. So it doesn't have to be that way. You can start over time to say, hey, I'm worthy of that $1,000 a week paycheck or the $5,000 a month or the $10,000 or the $30,000 or the $100,000 a month. It doesn't matter what it is, right? I'm worthy of having only friends that treat me amazing. I am worthy of three nights a week where I do nothing but Netflix and snuggle with the with the spouse and the fur babies and the real babies. I am worthy of blah, da, 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 da. So I want to kind of shift this into let's start discovering your energetic minimums and maximums because I've given you what I hope is a bunch of really good examples of how to listen and how to discover what yours are. So let's journal it out to actually see what yours are. So some of the journal prompts, again, they're all going to be over at margaretstevens.co. But some of the minimum examples that you can go over is what is the minimum you're willing to have in your checking account at any given time? What is the minimum you're willing to have in your savings account? What is the minimum you're willing to have as your base pay? How long are you willing to struggle to pay off debt? What is the highest weights you're willing to weigh? How long, for example, are you willing to clean up your house? How many like minutes, hours, days, weeks, how long physically? How many days a week do you minimally exercise? How many vacations are you willing to take a year? It's a minimum. So is that zero? Is that one? Is that five? So with all of those different categories, what I want you to do is I want you to write down your answers next to them. And I want you to have a second column to the right of that. And I want you to write down your maximums to the same question. So you'll have that first row. What is your minimum you're willing to have in checking? And what is a number in checking that you can't even imagine to have? If that magically showed up in your checking account, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. You'd be like, holy shit. So again, same thing. The next row. What is the minimum you're willing to have in savings? What is the maximum you're willing to have in savings before something happens, right? Same thing with base pay. What is the minimum you're willing to accept as a base pay? And what's the maximum you couldn't even imagine making as a base pay? 
Again, same thing with debt. How long are you willing for paying off debt to take? versus what type of debt are you even willing to take on in the future? Are you a type of person that has, you know, $500,000 in debt? Or are you a person that doesn't have any debt at all? What is the, the maximum you're willing to put up with in that scenario? So again, let's go to weight. What is the heaviest you're willing to weigh before you actually do something about it? What is the tiniest you're willing to weigh before you do something about it. Again, I'm using those in reference for a girl, but guys, you do you boo. <laughs> Cleaning. So how many times, let's go back to how many times a week are you willing to clean in a minimum? Is that one time a week, two times a week versus how many times at a maximum level are you willing to clean a week? And then exercise. How many days a week are you willing to exercise on the minimum? And then the maximum. So is that one day a week, zero days a week? And the maximum is four days a week? So you have that four day, you have a, an ability to swing between zero to four. And then the last one I use is the vacations. So how many vacations are you willing to accept? And then how many vacations do you really want to take that you actually have taken? So it could be you are willing to accept no vacations. And you're willing to accept, you know, four vacations a year. And once you've written all of these out and preferably side by side, I want you to take a breath and not beat yourself up because the numbers and the things that you're looking at may kind of freak you out. I know when I started working on this, they freaked me out. I was like, oh my God, why am I willing to put up with such a low base pay number, but I'm also willing to receive such a high base pay number. No wonder why my finances are blah, you know? Or no wonder why I have friends that treat me like crap because I'm always willing to put up with it or enter example here. So when I went through this example and I went through this exercise on my own, it was intense. It was very intense. And I, I want you to have what I didn't have. I want you to have someone that's in your ear telling you, first off, you're human. Second off, you weren't conscious of this. So third off, you can't beat yourself up about it. Whatever your minimums and maximums are, don't beat yourself up because it's not worth it. It's not going to fix anything. Save that energy for something that's actually going to do something about it. And the other thing I want you to do is if this is really shaking you and it's really upset you, I want you to take a fresh sheet of paper or a bunch of fresh sheets of paper and I want you to journal about your minimums. And I want you to ask yourself on all of these minimums, the checking, the savings, the base pay, the debt, the weight, the exercise, the vacations, the relationships, all of it, right? Whatever you've written down, is this ultimately true? Because I need you to prove to your brain, to your soul, to the core part that makes you, you, your very bones in your body, that you are worthy of more than what you are willing to put up with currently, you can change the bar in what you're willing to put up with. So if you have that shitty friend that you've had for years, you are worthy of only friends that treat you awesome. If you have had a really crappy finances in the past, you are worthy of having much better cash flow, you know, in your, in your life in general. You're worthy of having better savings. You're worthy of having better checking. You're worthy of having a better base pay. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. And I want you to go through those minimums and write, you know, is having 200 bucks a week in my paycheck ultimately, you know, for, or my checking, let me not say my paycheck, but, 
you know, is having, after I pay all my bills, only having $200 in checking, is that ultimately true? Well, no, because you have examples of where you had maybe $2,000 left over. So you can start to say, I am worthy of having $2,000 in my checking. And maybe that might feel like it's too big of a stretch because maybe that's your maximum. So your minimum's 200, your maximum's 2000. That's a big, big, big swing. So instead, let's take some baby steps and say, okay, you know what? I am no longer willing to accept. That seems to be the magic word. Whenever anyone says it, it's got this power behind it that like, I swear to God, the, like the universe rings a bell and it like notates it in the sky. The, you know, you, the person, you, me, whoever is saying, I am no longer willing to accept less than having $300 in my checking account at any given time. That is those magic words that I want you to start practicing and saying. And I don't want you to practice saying, I am no longer willing to accept to have anything less than $2,000 in my checking account. Because again, that's your maximum. We need to build up that minimum. And then you can keep shifting the maximum up too. But I don't want this crazy swing. So preferably, in that example, I'd like you to have a swing of maybe 500 bucks or maybe 600 bucks, but not $1,500 or $1,800. So we start to raise that minimum. And it's going to take time. Most of this doesn't happen overnight. Some, some of it will, you know, maybe the weight one won't if you have, you know, some weight swings or weight issues, but maybe the vacation one does. Maybe that one you're like, you know what? No, I am no longer willing to accept less than two vacations a year. I've done it in the past. I can do it again. So yeah, I'm always going to have two vacations a year and you plan it out and you do, you do you and you move on. So some things can happen extremely fast and some things can happen a lot slower, but always using those magic words, I am no longer willing to accept anything less than blah is going to be how you physically reset your minimums. That is what you were declaring to yourself and to the universe. This is what you're willing to put up with. And when you do this, I can't, I can't express enough how much joy you're going to start to find in your life and how surprisingly simple it's going to be. You're going to work on one category and then you're going to be like, wow, well, let me do it in this category and this category and this category. And then before you know it, your life is snowballing and, but it's snowballing upward and it's getting better and your minimums are going to get better and you're going to make more money as a result of this because you're going to have more confidence. And overall, you're going to have so much more confidence in yourself that is just going to, you know, it's going to go to everyone. You're going to be like, wow, you know, I just feel so much comp more confident in everything I do, whether it's money, negotiating, dealing with shitty customers, shitty people, how much I clean, how much I relax, how much I exercise. I am just more confident because you've built up your confidence over time. You've made a declaration to yourself. You've grown. You've taken those baby steps. You didn't just shoot for the stars and say, okay, it's going to be $2,000 a week or nothing, but you don't actually believe it. This only works when you can believe it with all of everything that is in you, your bones, your soul, your body, the universe, and everyone has to know that this is what you believe in. This is what you stand for. And if someone randomly bumped into you and asked you that question, hey, what are you willing to have in your checking as a minimum? You would just answer without even thinking. That's when you know you've gotten there. That's when you know you've changed your minimum. You can answer it without thinking. So since this is a very deep and 
intense podcast, as I said in the beginning. Let me go ahead and leave you with some journal prompts. Again, they're over at margaretstevens.co. Um, there's a couple more in there that I didn't go over in this podcast episode that, you know, you can go ahead and journal over. And as always, if you have any questions, if you want me to celebrate with you, comment over on the blog and I will do my best to celebrate with you virtually. Have a great day and enjoy setting your new minimums. Bye guys. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.